Welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good afternoon and welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show or Energy and Medicine Meet. We're live here in very, very rainy Seattle. In fact, I had to leave a half an hour early just in case because even though it rains here constantly in Seattle, our traffic just slows down. It's kind of crazy. Isn't that true, Eric? I mean, True enough. It took me an extra 20 minutes to get to work today. <laughs> Seriously. So. <laughs> and and none of us, we don't use umbrellas here. Um, most people don't. Do you have an umbrella, Eric? I, I have an umbrella, but use it? no, I hardly yeah. use it. <laughs> I use it when I go on vacation, oddly enough. But Interesting. Not here. Yeah, because yeah. we get wind and rain. It's just exactly. silly. The thing turns upside down and it stabs someone that you're right. walking next to. So, Seattle lights, even though we are you know, always um, experiencing rain, we don't use our umbrellas. So, we have hats or we just get soaking wet and we just kind of get used to it, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the show wherever you are in this beautiful world. I don't know what time of day it is in your part of the world. It's noon here in the Pacific Northwest. And I get the pleasure and the joy of I'm talking to someone who I don't get to talk to very often, but who was my nurse supervisor when I was an oncology nurse at Evergreen Hospital, Lois Williams. Welcome to the show. Hi, Marie. Hi. We had so much fun. I mean, we barely caught up. Mm-hmm. You know, what's so interesting is it's been probably 12 to 13 years since we worked together. Right. Right. And, um, and of course, I was reading over your resume. You have Boy, you are you have worked very hard and you have accomplished a lot. Um, you just uh, you have now your master's degree in nursing. Congratulations to that! And you are the manager of general oncology and hematology at Women's Center at the Cancer Care Alliance, Seattle Cancer Care Alliance. So welcome and thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh yes, of course. I you know one of the interesting things I write about you in the intro of the book um, because you were a catalyst to help me move from conventional medicine to holistic medicine. And I never really knew the backstory about why you helped me to be where I am today, because when when I got to work, I had to run around, and so did you. Mm-hmm. You were in charge of 100 employees, because you were the supervisor of the floor that I worked on, and it was the med-onc telefloor. <laughs> it's just kind of crazy, right? That it was. It was crazy all the time. <laughs> it was crazy all the time. Although, I must say, with your presence, it always felt like calm chaos to me. Well, you know, a lot of people say that I always have the appearance of calmness. I don't always feel calm, <laughs> but I sure must be able to oh, give that energy You out. do. You absolutely do. And uh, I know for the nursing staff, of course, and of course the nurses' aides who worked with us, the patients, the physicians, and all the other support staff that were constantly on a busy floor like that. Yeah, you really did. And, you, and you're so smart, too. I mean, really, you're a very intelligent woman. You understand so much so that when a physician can ask you a particular question about some chemo reg- regimen that m- maybe even not even a protocol yet in the hospital, you know, you have full awareness of it, plus talking to us about things that we wanted to have done that maybe weren't going to happen. <laughs> maybe <laughs> were, hopefully. Um, yeah, you've always been just a very wise, calm, and caring wise presence. So uh, well, lovely. Thank you. thank you so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so welcome. So I write in the book that, you know, I'm working as a nurse and uh, all these weird things are happening to me. And I was worried that I would make a mistake, you know, because I was mm-hmm. just a worry every day anyway. 
right? He did. He used to come into my office quite often. And <laughs> did, yes. <laughs> Talk to me about various things. <laughs> yes, and you're always so sweet and supportive. And so I'm coming in your office again, and I, I loved your office because the, the, the wall was glass mm-hmm. from floor to ceiling. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. What I had failed to notice was that you had a fountain in there and an angel picture. I mean, in all the years that I was walking into your office, I never <laughs> noticed it <laughs> until that day. So I went into you to tell you that I might be going crazy. I'm not sure what's going on. Fully expecting a psych eval and to be suspended. <laughs> really? No, I remember that day so well. <laughs> you did. You had this look on your face of just total, you know, the um, deer light head, <laughs> eyes in the headlights, right. you know, and you were just like, oh, my gosh. Um, um, um. <laughs> right. And then, you, you know, you shared with me that you were seeing things. You were feeling things. You were seeing colors. Mm-hmm. And you just didn't know, you know. You were worried with something wrong with you Were you know, were you experiencing burnout? What was going on? <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, I think I mentioned something to you about auras and chakras you and did. stuff at that point. And you, you kind of went, huh, you know. Oh, yeah. You blew my mind, actually. I mm-hmm. was so shocked because I had, I had studied spirituality in the same way you have, which I just found out about 10 minutes ago <laughs> when we were outside the studio preparing to come in because Lois and I haven't really had it. We both have very, very busy lives and we haven't, you know, when I left the hospital, you left the hospital. We left mm-hmm. at the same time and you went on to get your baccalaureate degree and we yep. went to the same um, community school for our RN license just mm-hmm. a year apart. I'm surprised yep. we didn't meet prior to right. that. Yeah, yeah. And so you went on to get your baccalaureate degree, and then you went on to get your master's degree. So you've been really busy. We've kept in touch, you know, through emails mm-hmm. and little messages. Running and... into each other at Target. Yeah, <laughs> right. Surprise visits. Yes. You know, but they don't last very long, right? No sit right. down. We need to go have dinner, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you learned about spirituality from your childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, when Marie asked me about, you know, when did I start knowing about spirituality or anything, I kind of looked at her and I thought, well, it was just always in my childhood. My mom was very much into spirituality. And um, I remember her reading about Seth Speaks and talking to me about it and things like that. And I believe it's when the books first came out and she was really very into it, you know, and it, it used to be, we used to call my mom kind of the beatnik anyway, you know, because she always wore all black and was into poetry and into health foods before people knew what health food stores were like and and making her own juice and yogurt and stuff like that. But um, it, it was just a part of my life. So I just never really questioned it. It was, you know, it's, it's just, it's there. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm still shocked because I think we had a very similar upbringing. And, and so I'm curious to know about what brought you into nursing? Because you were raised holistically, it sounds mm-hmm. like. You're, probably mm-hmm. our mothers were shopping in the same basement <laughs> health food, food stores store. that kind of smelled weird. <laughs> you know? We were probably eating the same stuff that nobody else was eating that tasted very weird, not mm-hmm. like today's mm-hmm. health food food. Um, <laughs> so what made you decide to go into nursing? Well, it, well, you know, I'd love to say it's because I always wanted to be a nurse <laughs> and everything. My grandmother was a nurse and my aunt was a nurse and... Um, you know, we had family friends who were doctors and nurses and things like that. And um, it was during a time when I was really just kind of de- trying to decide what I wanted to do. And I knew that something, I had to do something that was important to me and important to other people. I wanted to make a difference in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
a good friend of mine at the time was going to go back to school to become a school teacher. And I thought, well, I'm not going to be a school teacher. <laughs> no. Um, but I thought, well, maybe nursing. I've always, in a weird way, liked hospitals um, <laughs> and liked being around sick people. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I decided to just get into go to school and become a nurse. And um, that's what I did. And, and the way I ended up in oncology was I wanted to be like every nurse does usually, which is a critical care, right. you know, flight nurse. ICU, yeah. you know, that drama, the everything. <laughs> and I, I met my first oncology patient. Mm. And I had the privilege of being with her when she died. And I fell in love with that. And um, it just is what I've done ever since. Wow. And you have. I mean, you've worked really all over the Seattle area in oncology departments. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, of course, most recently in leadership. Well, you've been working in leadership roles um, since the late 1990s yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for a long, long time. I, I agree with you. I think being at the bedside of someone who's passing away is probably the most humbling experience I've ever experienced. It is. It's certainly what kept me on the onc floor. You mm-hmm. know, not that I, I wanted my patients to survive, of course, all of us. I mean, that was so exciting. You know, but by the time you get someone in-house and they're on their second, you know, diagnosis and, you know, the probability of them perhaps leaving this world is is kind of high. It know? is. It yeah. is. And you know, uh, it's a part of life. Yeah. We wouldn't have life as we call it here on earth right now without death. Wow. I you agree. know, it, it's it's what happens. Wow. And so wow. If it, I can if I can make it better for someone or make it, you know, um, safe and okay. safe and yeah. you know, um, have the patient's wishes be met, then I've done my job. It's about them. It's it not is, about me. It is, isn't it? it it's, it's, it I mean, how I look at it, too, um, and I find it interesting because Seth Speak is, was one of the books that I read that my mother had in her bookcase in the 70s, mm-hmm. which is now popular again. I don't know if you know that, but oh, it's really, really is popular it? now. You could walk <laughs> into a woo-woo bookstore, and it's, they've got several copies. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a book about Jane Roberts uh-huh. who channeled Seth. You right. know, it's very profound, very conscious. Um, it, when you were getting your master's degree, you wrote your thesis on... Um, Oncology nurses' um, response or or to die patients who were dying, wow. and so what I did was actually a quantitative study where I actually interviewed nurses about what was their attitude towards dying patients who were dying, and it was really quite interesting. Um, they the nurses volunteered for this, and one of the nurses at the time I was working at the University of Washington on the bone marrow stem cell transplant unit. Fascinating unit. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. And one of the nurses came and was talking to me and said that um, she, when patients died, she spoke to the patient's family who had already passed over and was talking to them about, you know, the patient coming on board, you know, and moving over to that side. And so it, it, it was fascinating hearing her talk about that. Um, wow. Um, and then, there, of course, there were other nurses who were very um, controlling about it. And the closer the patient got to death, the more they wanted to control the environment. Mm-hmm. They didn't necessarily want to control the patient's death or dying process, but they wanted to control the environment. Like their care and uh-huh. their drugs. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and just make sure that everything was... Perfect. Perfect for Aww. them. Which so, is lovely, yes, right? Yes, it really is. Because it, it, it can be a quick transition when you get to that certain point, you know, so if you've got it all organized, um, that could be very nice mm-hmm. for family mm-hmm. and for the patient, of course, mm-hmm. as well. 
You had a visit from your dad after he passed. Yeah, I did. It was in, it was um Oh, my dad had been sick for many, many years. And you were 16 at mm-hmm. the time? No, actually, no. This was oh, right before I went to nursing you're school. You're kidding. No, no. Oh, I, you know, I think accept- you're weirder than I am, okay. Lois. I've, just, I've decided. You're, <laughs> you're, just, you're more woo-woo than me. I have completely decided. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know about that. My family knows that. But we'll find it. They, they will today. <laughs> right. But no. Um, my dad had passed away. Actually, it was in 1989, and mm. I had just been accepted into the nursing program at Bellevue Community College. Wow. And uh, he'd been sick for many years, and, you know, every time he went in the hospital, we kind of went, is this it? Is You know. And so when he died, there was that mixed emotion of, oh, okay, it's over with. And then, there, of course, for me, there was that incredible sadness. And um, I was just uh, sitting by myself at my house, and I was crying and really mourning my father leaving me. And um, next thing I knew, I looked next to me, and I saw my dad sitting there, and he was smiling at me, and he put his hand on my shoulder and patted my shoulder like, it's okay, I'm okay. And I got this feeling of just, everything's okay. Mm -hmm. He's in Mm -hmm. a good place, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And that was right before you entered your nursing program Uh at Bellevue Community Mm -hmm. College. Wow. 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 Well, I got it in in 1990. So Mm -hmm. we were just, we were probably (laughs) on the campus at the same time, you Uh know, (laughs) which is kind of fascinating. It is. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's just fascinating. So do you think that that experience has helped you because you knew, you knew your father well Mm -hmm. and before he passed and you knew the struggles that he had over Mm -hmm. the years and Mm -hmm. his health crises. And then he, you have this amazing experience with him where he's sitting next to you on the Mm -hmm. bed and he's okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what helps you with, you know, because you work in a challenging I- industry within the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not easy working with people who are having to make life and death decisions every single day mm-hmm. and to support them and the staff. I mean, you are in charge of a very large unit now, of course, a huge budget. So, I mean, you're obviously having fun. You know, <laughs> love the leadership <laughs> program there and five clinics. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of people that you are caretaking for. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, I think you just have to realize that, at least this is the way I approach it, is it's every person's own journey. And for me, as their manager, leader, mentor, whatever, um, and I prefer to think of myself as a mentor more than their manager because um, I really don't manage people. I mentor them. Um, I agree. It's it's to listen to them and to be there and to and to help guide them through the pain, the losses that they have, and uh, move forth. Wow! Well, they're very very lucky to have you, and we're going to take a break here on the Raymond Cherry Show. I'm in, interviewing my former nurse supervisor Lois Williams. She is now the manager of general oncology and hematology at Women's Center at the Seattle Cancer Care Alliance here in Washington State. We'll be right back. Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path, but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath, Dr. Sheila Dunmerritt, to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. 
The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. You are guided. You have always been guided. Often we sense the presence of our guides, but don't understand their guidance. To find out more about your guides, like where they come from and why they care so much, join Marie at her Spirit Guide Workshop Saturday, March 24th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This interactive day-long workshop will help you unravel the mystery of your guides so you may better understand your relationships with them and how to communicate with your energetic allies. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Notice anything different? You should. There's no other station like Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle, and I'm interviewing my former nurse supervisor, Lois Williams. She's actually mentioned in my book in the intro that moment in time where I thought for sure I was going to get suspended and a psyche valve. And I don't know if you remember, but one of the psychologists that did regular rounds in the hospital, mm-hmm. his name was Dr. Sandman. Oh, yes. Yeah, I yeah. do remember. I was yes. terrified he was going to be my psychologist <laughs> and he was going to like put me in the loony bin because at that point I hadn't even told... I was married at the time, and I hadn't Mm -hmm. even told my husband what I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. So you were one of the first people, you know, because, you you know, me, I never wanted to make a mistake, and Mm -hmm. I didn't want anyone to code on my watch. I I always try to be friends with one of the critical care (laughs) nurses so I could go over there and go, hey, will you come look at my patient, you know, if you weren't there? You know, which reminds me about how much I loved Evergreen, because the staff really worked together. Mm -hmm. I've talked to a lot of other nurses who've worked in other facilities, and they don't report that. I'm sure it's very different where you are right now, because I'm sure you make it that way, (laughs) if it wasn't before then. Um, But I relied on that so much. I think it takes a a group of people to help someone be well, Mm -hmm. you you know, and and it takes feeling comfortable enough to ask a question or to Mm -hmm. seek advice. No, you need to be able to have that, you know. I mean, I think in as nurses, we really seek out other nurses. You know, what's your opinion about this? What do you think? You know, come here, take a look at this. What 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 would you do? And I think that that collaboration is so important. Oh, it, I I loved it. It was incredibly. I think it made me a much better nurse, mm-hmm. and I think it made our staff feel secure that we were all making the best decisions we could mm-hmm. without having to call a physician, you know, every right. five minutes because that's right. not a healthy thing either. Or, you know, bang on your supervisor's door every <laughs> five minutes either, which I'm not sure if I did that or not. Well, that not every nice. day, no. Yeah, <laughs> right, I agree. So so in your mother's teachings, mm-hmm. you know, which, gosh, I'm sure our mothers know each other. I'm sure their paths have crossed in some way. Um, she taught you about um, self-healing. Yeah, she did. Well, it, as a child, I used to get chronic styes in my eyes. So actually, Mom did hypnosis on me and um, made me, you know, I went into under a hypnotic state, and I never had a sty after that. Um, but she would also, too, like if I was um, getting sick or coming down with a temperature or something, she would say, talk yourself out of the temperature 
visualize yourself well, make yourself healthy, you know. And um, and she would also say to me, she goes, I know you have the powers to do that because I've seen you do it many times. You can do it, you know. And so it, it's it's I still do that. I still visualize myself as being healthy. Um, well, you look great. You don't have a wrinkle on your face, by the way. Well, thank you. But I think that's hereditary. But oh, well, whatever. <laughs> you have absolutely no wrinkles. And you were saying when we were off air uh-huh. that when you notice that you when you get a cold or whatnot, it's because you're not doing self care. Right. Right. It's because I don't do self care. It's because <laughs> I'm running. I'm taking care of everybody else, right. and I'm just, you know. You crash and burn and get sick. <laughs> and you have to lay down on the couch yes. for a week before you can get back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Eric, why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? Definitely. Let's go ahead and Sorry, I think I caught you off a- <laughs> That's okay. Let's go ahead and talk to Andrea calling from Seattle. Great. Hi, Andrea. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Um, can you hear me okay? Because I am on speakerphone, so I can, I can take it off. If it's we we hear you just fine. Go ahead with okay, your question, great. Andrea. I'm so excited to be talking to you, Marie. Um, I read your book, and I think it's no accident that I'm on today because I'm actually a patient at the Cancer Care Alliance. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, um, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting Lois, but it's so encouraging to hear that there are those people that work more in the allopathic kind of model that embrace so much of um, the alternative medicine because I've tried throughout my um, experience to integrate both, and I think um, that's kind of the goal. I agree. Yeah, we both mm-hmm. do. We both yeah, agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Wow. And and of so, course, we wish you complete and total healing. You sound wonderful. So Thank you. I'm, I'm kind of, it's an ongoing process. And the reason I'm calling today is because I have made, um, I've, for the past few years, I've been doing a lot of inner work and I've made some good progress. And I still seem to have held on to some residual issues. Mm -hmm. Um, One is a pain issue, and the other one is my immune system, which is not surprising at all given all the treatment I've had. So I didn't know if you could um, give me some of your fabulous insight into what might be going on um, energetically with me. Sure. Well, I just drew out your energy system, and um, before I did, I actually had a vision of your seventh vortex. It's on top of the head, and it actually controls your peripheral nervous system, so all the nerves, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And maybe that's related to some of your pain. I'm not sure. But you have sparks coming off of the base, the tipping point of your crown chakra. So the the vortex, actually, you have a very large one. You have a very strong connection to spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I look at your crown chakra, it's at least a mile in length. It's a big vortex. And then when the the crown goes into your head, there's literally sparks shooting out, like um, sparklers coming out of your head. Those aren't supposed to be there. Those sparks should not be there. So what's happening is there's an energetic if you will, disconnect from the energy that comes into the seventh vortex and Mm -hmm. your ability to feel comfortable with it. And and the seventh chakra is about, again, your connection to spirit, but it's about you allowing creation to adore and cherish you just because. Mm -hmm. And I I think that you are a perfectionist and (laughs) you don't like to make mistakes. Uh, Lois and I could never relate to that, right? No, 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 not at all. (laughs) And, um, And so, you know, it's... Working on and, and your health issue has has been humbling in that way where you've had mm-hmm. to like be kind to yourself about it and have compassion and have patience and and not beat yourself up for right. whatever's going on in your life. So it's been an incredible tool in your life to create some of those um, 
you know, changes in, in mm-hmm. your perspective. So what I would do, and there are exercises in the book um, about allowing that energy to flow into your seventh chakra, into your body. I okay. would just, you know, anytime, anywhere, any place, just allow the universe to love you. Okay. And, and it might make you cry. And mm-hmm. that, that would be good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. And in general, do you, is there... In terms of the immune system, mm-hmm. um, I've been doing, I've been tapping, you know, I'm a big fan of Donna Eden's and sure. I do a lot of energy medicine work and tapping and stuff. Is there, besides tapping on the thymus gland, in terms of like mm-hmm. strengthening the immune system, mm-hmm. that's sort of the, you know, the most elusive thing in terms of like, for, especially for cancer patients, because we do, we are susceptible to so many medications, right. mm-hmm. therapies that actually compromise our systems and oftentimes i mean i had radi- I so much radiation i have joke that i can power a small city but um <laughs> usually it takes years to get your white blood counts up again and sometimes they don't sometimes you have a new normal and you're just always very low and i find that trying to move forward in life i'm so nervous i get sick very quickly if i get on a plane to go anywhere i'm the first person to catch something if it's going around and i've been just it's that to me has been the biggest um, challenge over the past couple of years is just to trying to build that up more. So I didn't know if there's anything, any exercise. I, I will actually recommend. pass one on. I just, I was watching Lois when you were talking. I just love, cause you like that low normal. I mean like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, the low normal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's and, okay. And I think that's the, one of the hardest things for some of our patients to get too is that it's okay yeah um yeah embrace it and love it right and not worry about it and so not much. worry about it so much because mm-hmm. that can enhance the immune system in itself right because mm-hmm. it's scary because you know when you get worried you get anxious and your adrenal glands start acting up then the rest of mm-hmm. your endocrine system starts to respond because your adrenal glands are firing up right yeah and you're not being chased down the street you know you mm-hmm. haven't even gone into the airplane yet you know right. you don't have a cold at the moment right um but yes, the immune system on an energetic level, it's the solar plexus, that third chakra. And sure, tapping the thymus gland is fabulous and wonderful, mm-hmm. but it's really about self-love. So we're kind of back to that same conversation connected to the seventh chakra about you allowing mm-hmm. the universe to love you, but then you also loving yourself, which is a felt experience. Mm-hmm. It's not a thought. It's a felt experience. Yeah. Do you have children? No, but I'm a very cerebral type. I'm not... I'm- I'm a linear thinker. I'm a math person. So sometimes I do get in my head too much. I think we'll send Lois's 10 grandchildren over to your house. You'll fall in love with them. We'll make sure they have no colds. Well, we'll, uh, you'll fall in love with them. And then you'll be able to love yourself as much as you love them. Do you have any pets? You know, I don't because I live in a building. I want to, I have a lot of dog envy and I want to get a dog, but um, I can't have Lois one where I dogs. live right she now. So them, I'm yeah. very upset about that. But I do get, I try to, I make jokes with my friends. I try to have play dates with my neighborhood dogs. Good, mm-hmm. good, good. Because good. I'm, I walk a lot. So I'm outside and I've gotten to know the neighborhood um, dogs and it's, they're, they're just adorable. And I, even if I just get a few minutes of that dog puppy love a day, it feels like perfect, it's very restorative. Perfect. You just helped me so much. So that love that you have for those dogs, mm-hmm. I want you to have that same feeling for yourself because it okay. has to be a feeling, not a thought. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and Lois, I know you've probably read self-help books over the years mm-hmm. and this whole idea mm-hmm. of self-love. I mean, it, Oh, it's, it's so important. And, um, You know, I think one of the hardest things that cancer patients have to go through is the cancer, the diagnosis, the treatment. It's the whole realm of it. And then once you've gone through treatment and everybody comes back and says you're better, um, 
but your body still feels um, racked from that cancer, you know, um, is is dealing with that fear, that the fear that it's just pretty incredible about will it come back when it it, it hit me out of nowhere before? Is it going to do that again? And you know, that's just something that you just need to constantly work on. Yeah, well, I am. I actually am metastatic, so mm-hmm. I've been dealing with that diagnosis for mm-hmm. several years, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. doing great. I've uh-huh. responded you sound very great. well. Great. Yeah, you sound great. Yeah. So, um, I do. It's a, you know what? It's just it's a part of my life. I'm aware of it, and I just I don't want it to define me. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I try to look at all of the things it taught me in terms of changing, making really radical changes in terms of my nutrition, my diet, my relationships, which mm-hmm. I found were very toxic, mm-hmm. um, and also. The fact that, you know, I, I think cancer patients, there's a lot to work on on the emotional component mm-hmm. that oftentimes is missed because we're so hyper-focused on treating the physical problem Correct. immediately. But I think the second time around for me, and it was a 10-year gap, I had mm-hmm. a good stretch of time before it came back. Um, the second time around was very enlightening because I thought to myself, you know what, there's still some lessons here. I didn't get it the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's giving me an opportunity to go back and really do some healing on a lot, on many, many levels. Well, you know, one of the things I love about cancer today is that more and more people live with cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, forever. Yeah. You know, yes. they live a normal lifespan. Yeah. And I think that helps with the fear. You know, it's like, well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not an automatic death sentence. No. Anymore. No. Yeah. no. And, um, when you look at also, of course, when you look at such inspirational stories of the Lance Armstrongs of the world, it's something very, it's something to aspire to. And I think mm-hmm. it really empowers patients more. To know that there's life beyond that, even mm-hmm. if you have to contend with it like it's a manageable disease. Mm-hmm. So I think you're doing a fabulous job. Thank Seriously, you, so much. you have a wonderful attitude. You're obviously very well educated in the whole, you know, scenario of health um, and all the different aspects of it. And I would just work on that, you know, feeling the love for you because that's what's going to truly enhance your immune system. Okay, well, I'm doing my mirror work. Thank you. That's good. That's beautiful. I'm a good student. I'm you are back that perfectionist. <laughs> that perfectionist. And so maybe when you're on um, the Seattle Care Cancer Care Alliance um, campus, you could well have an opportunity to run into Lois, and you guys can give each other a hug. I would love to. You know what? I joke that I'm a professional patient. I spent so much time there that I'm surprised we haven't actually met yet. Well, we may have. You may have seen me. Yeah. Okay. Well, next time I'm on, are you on floor number three? Um, I go back and forth between three and four, but I was on three for quite a while. Okay. Well, my my next infusion, I'll make it a point to pop around and try to say hello. Okay. Thank you so much, and we wish you incredible healing. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. You too. We're going to take another break here on the Marie Manuel Cherry Show. Wow, that was amazing. I didn't expect yeah. an actual patient to call in. How <laughs> cool is that? I'm talking with my former supervisor, Lois Williams, who is now the manager of oncology at the Women's Center. If I'm saying it rightly, I've lost all my pieces of paper It's here. okay. <laughs> I'm actually the a manager of uh, general oncology, hematology, and the Women's Center. You're a manager of all three. Okay, uh-huh. no wonder it's confusing. <laughs> we'll be right back.
You made it. It's 2012 and the earth didn't collapse into nothingness. So what are your plans? You could go on as you have, or you could take advantage of these expanding times and learn how to ride the wave of happiness right here, right now. Riding the wave of happiness is a two-hour class that will be taught quarterly this year, Thursday evenings at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. Come join in on the fun. Upcoming dates include March 15th and May 17th. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Shift your morning into overdrive with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on Alternative Talk 1150. Caffeinate your consciousness 6 a.m. weekdays with hot talk and great guests as you get your day underway with Mance and Mitchell, the most unusual radio show in western Washington. Presets adore us. Snooze buttons fear us. Syndicated astrologer Christopher Renstrom joins us Friday with Tales of the Retrograde. Mercury seems to be going backward. How about you? No, you're not alone. And it's not just you. The things you're experiencing are actually being felt around the world. And there is something you can do about it. Tune in for It's Not Just You with Lorelai Spiegelman, Susan Wayman, and Siobhan Mitchell. Three professional women of wisdom who compare current events and how they offer you insight into your own personal world. Monday morning at 9 a.m. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. You are guided. You have always been guided. Often we sense the presence of our guides, but don't understand their guidance. To find out more about your guides, like where they come from and why they care so much, join Marie at her Spirit Guide Workshop Saturday, March 24th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This interactive day-long workshop will help you unravel the mystery of your guides so you may better understand your relationships with them and how to communicate with your energetic allies. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. You're listening to the refreshingly different Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to Marie Menu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle, and I have the joy and the pleasure of interviewing my former supervisor, Lois Williams, who I, I was so happy because, you know, we're writing you or my assistant's writing you. Can we please use your full name in the book? And you wrote back, yes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so <laughs> great. You know, um, I, I think about four of the people in the book that I wrote about clients. They did let me use their first name. I didn't even ask for their last name because I thought it would be you know, a, a bit much for them. Um, but yeah, you were so generous about that because you work in conventional mm-hmm, medicine, mm-hmm. which, but you love holistic medicine. Yeah. And, and I think they both can go hand in hand. People say I'm crazy. No, you're but right. I really feel that they can go hand in hand. Um, and so that's something that the Seattle um, Cancer Care Alliance is working on. Or- working on. Yeah. N- yeah. Yeah. They're working on it, you know. Um, the Fred Hutch, which is our research component, has done a lot of research around it. And we do have um, students from Bastyr that come in. And we, a lot of our nutritionists and, and things like that are from Bastyr. 
Um, we have had a couple of naturopaths that have came in and um, seen patients with providers. Um, and you mean like their physician asked? The, yeah, that and it, it, mm-hmm. well, and they come in and they do kind of like a fellowship or whatever oh, nice. there nice. Um, before going out to their private practice, um, starting their private practice. Oh, nice. And there is naturopathic physicians in the community that the doctors at the Seattle Cancer Care Alliance work with and recommend to patients. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful, yeah. wonderful. It's just not quite integrated. It's not at the, the, facility. The, the facility. But that's yeah. your goal, isn't it? Oh, it, I would love to have it there. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that acupuncture actually mm-hmm. has been, research has shown that it can affect positively some forms of cancer. Well, it, what it does is we can use it. We've used it um, successfully with helping the side effects of chemotherapy, mm. primarily breast cancer patients with mm. their chemotherapy and mm. the nausea that goes along with it, mm. that that helps. And also, too, with lymphoma patients. Oh, wow. Um, um, acupuncture can help, well, you know. Wow. Also. Wow, amazing. Mm-hmm. We have a call on that same realm. So why don't we go ahead and take that call, Eric? All right. Let's talk to Molly in Seattle now. Hi, Molly. Oh, hi. hi. I think you partly answered my question. I was going to ask her um, how frustrated she got working in conventional medicine. <laughs> yeah, you so- asked it more direct than I yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. Well, we get so slow to change. I worked in the medical field for a long time, and the last doctor I worked for before he retired was really good because he would send people out to talk to me about alternative ways of dealing with some of their issues when mm-hmm. medication had so many side effects. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder how you do it. Well, you know, sometimes I get frustrated. Um, but if I, my feeling is, is that you, the way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. <laughs> so it's yeah. sort of, you know, I feel like when I'm there or, and, or we have some providers who are just great about, um, referring patients out um, to naturopathic physicians. Um, when patients call me and say, you know, my doctor isn't doesn't want me to see a naturopath or whatever, you know, it, we I can either refer them to the doc that does or, um, you know, really talk to them about what is their needs, what is it that they're not receiving that they're looking for. You know, wow, um, I think that's and, fantastic. And, um, yeah. you know, what needs aren't being met. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of our physicians on, are more and more um, opening their eyes to the fact that the the public wants to be able to do have both conventional and holistic medicine. Um, so. Oh, that's good. I know there are a lot of states, California, Arizona, different states that have um, clinics that are integrated more than up here. They have more, you know, medical doctors working with uh, right. different modalities. And, and I, I don't know why we're so slow to it up here. We seem to be... It's kind of funny since we're the mecca of, you know, the most acupuncturists per capita in the yeah. U.S. Mm-hmm. and home them, to Bastyr. Yeah, they yeah. get them all coordinated with conventional, you know, and make it more holistic or integrative. I don't know why they don't. Yeah, I, you know, I think, I don't know, you know, the East Coast jokes with us that we're always so slow at we getting are. things, and, yeah. and I think we are, um, because um, being part of the Oncology Nursing Society and going to conferences, you know, in different uh, areas of the country, there are a lot of national cancer institutes and, and large cancer uh, organizations that do have um, the holistic and, and, and integrated, you know, medicine, so... 
um, I think it's part of it is we're just slow at it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, I think part maybe of it, it's the rain. <laughs> <laughs> blame everything on the weather. Sure. <laughs> you know, I think part of it, too, is we're such an independent area. You, you know, uh, mm-hmm. if someone wants to have holistic care, they go get it. Yeah. You know, we're not waiting. Most people don't wait around for their physicians to get integrated in their own clinic. They've been seeing holistic practitioners for years, decades. Even. Right. Right. And the insurance companies in Washington state. Um, give us that option to go to independent practitioners. And I think part of the problem of um, bringing um, independent practitioners of um, holistic medicine into a academic center is the fact that they can't practice as independently. Mm. Oh, yeah, that could be part of it. Since we're so free to do that now and have been for such a long time. Oh, that makes sense. That was a great question, Molly. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fascinating. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating. So so you're part of the front to get naturopaths working in the cancer care. Well, it's, it's not, I don't know that I'm the front of ah. it, but I, it's something that I have worked on with one of our providers who is very much wants to get naturopath into our women's health and working on that. Um, there's just a lot of roadblocks. Sure. Well, no, I liked your whole analogy about the elephant. Yeah. You know, one yeah. bite at a time. One bite right? at a time. Yeah. You know, it's just... Can I just say we don't condone eating elephants? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. No eating elephants. Haven't seen one in quite a while, but, you know, we won't That's be... because people are going and eating them. <laughs> no, we don't eat elephants. I think they're endangered. <laughs> they might be. That's true. Elephant yeah. ears. Yeah. Okay. Stop okay. at the ears. Yeah. Okay. Stop at yeah, the with, ears. With the, with the powdered sugar and the yeah. cinnamon. That's right. yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Okay, I think we need to go uh, down to Pike Place Market, Market and get, get some. <laughs> yeah, those are delicious. So um, with the nursing staff that you work with, mm-hmm. because the University of Washington has an active role in healing touch mm-hmm. and therapeutic uh, mm-hmm. modalities, and so do the nurses actually partake in that? In Some. Mm. Some do, some mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um it's it's kind of individual in what the nurses want to do. Sure, of and course. you know, and I have some that are really active into that. Mm-hmm. I would say, really, the ones that get more into doing that are tend to be our nurses who focus on um, palliative care mm-hmm. and then um, hospice care, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. definitely palliative care. Mm-hmm. Wow, wonderful, excellent. So what are what are some of your goals? I mean, you have already accomplished quite a bit already. Are like are you like calming down now or are you planning to go back to school again? No. Do you have your sights on you know I'm still paying off my student loans? <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what are your goals now? I mean, you've reached a very high place in your profession, you know, a place where not all nurses actually get to. Yeah. Well, um, what are some of my goals? Yeah. Um, to get a good night's sleep. (laughs) (laughs) But now, you know, I think my goal is to continue to mentor Mm. nurses and to, you know, really look at how we can continue to bring people into the field of nursing because I feel it's so important Mm. and um, continue to grow Mm. and grow, you know, so it's, you kind of found your place then, mm-hmm. you know, where you get to do yeah. it all. You get yeah. to run the show, work on the budget, tell doctors what to do. Well, sort of. <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> I, 
think that's always the goal of, of any nurse. nurse yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I tell a doctor what, what to do? <laughs> yeah. You know, and and also be a bridge for mm-hmm. continued success mm-hmm. and healing. In yeah. Well, see, I see myself as the the nurse's nurse. Ah. I, I'm there to take care of them. Oh, I so agree. In fact, we you were know? laughing about that. You used to come around the floor and go, when was the last time you went to the bathroom? You know, <laughs> because yeah. you can run pretty. I mean, that's one great way to stay in shape is to mm-hmm. have, be a nurse. <laughs> I mean, you're lifting patients and you're running, uh-huh. you know, and we would forget to go pee, basically. And, and you know, the joke was that we were going to get catheters <laughs> if we wouldn't take a moment to, <laughs> to go, go to the, the bathroom <laughs> yes and go have lunch you know and mm-hmm. you were very good at making sure that everybody had their lunch break you know are you okay do you need a cup of coffee <laughs> you know really you were constantly walking the floor and what mm-hmm. I also was impressed at when you went back to school um you worked per diem for a while so it's like it's like I don't think you've ever really lost your skill set oh no although you know it's probably been about eight years since I started an IV so I wouldn't want my age to be starting an IV on somebody but no, um, no yeah that, that, that's okay I, I do nursing in different ways now I feel you know um, I do it more from a, a level of um, mentoring I, I, I guess you know yeah. I don't know if I can't figure a better word right it. at the moment I think at it's the a moment f- favorite word and I think it's it's beautiful mm-hmm. so you've you've taken a lot of programs in the nursing world is is there one program that you, and you graduated with honors by the way and yeah. notice that you smarty pants you <laughs> uh, so so uh so, so are there programs that you really love or you know I, I I don't mean to you know have you judge one versus the other but if you were to give a counsel to a young woman who's graduating from high school and mm-hmm. she's heading she's decided that she wants to be a nurse mm-hmm. And she's trying to decide what to do or what would be her best what field. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm going to promote oncology. <laughs> um, but it isn't for everybody. Right. It no, I loved it. And, yeah. um, you know, but it is very, very rewarding. And a lot of people say to me, and a lot of other nurses have said to me, why oncology? It's so yeah. horrible. It's not. It's fascinating. It's fascinating, fascinating. you know. And, and um, it's fascinating and the patients, you get to know oh. them and their families, yeah. and you get you to just go down with time. journeys with them, mm-hmm. and you get to meet all different kinds of people, yeah. and um, yeah, it's... And it, you know, it does force you to keep your skills up. It you does, because it's constantly changing, Right, constantly. their labs can change, mm-hmm. their health, you know, infections, mm-hmm. all kinds of things can happen mm-hmm. at any moment. So in the Seattle area, too, is there programs, you know, we used to have the diploma program, which right. doesn't exist, at least, I don't know if it's in the U.S., any longer mm-hmm. is it does it still exist in the um US? i don't believe so, so. if it, it does it's it's down south mm. uh, you know like mm-hmm. virginia i believe was the last place mm-hmm. i knew of a diploma program but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything for our listening audience the diploma program is a three-year program although whenever they tell you it's three years or two years that's not true no no <laughs> you got to take prerequisites before you go into a nursing program so it can take much longer um, and you, your your home base was actually a hospital, right? And so you went every day to school in the hospital, and then you did um, patient care, like um, like the program that we went to, the associate degree program, the first one that you went to, yeah, um, where we did more patient care right mm-hmm, away. Mm-hmm. And then baccalaureate degree nurses do a lot more clinical studying and research and book work before they actually start to work with patients. Right, right. So what would you recommend to someone who's, you know, trying to make a decision? Because that's a big decision. That's a lot of, and I, I know it's individual. How long do you well, want to spend in school? It's individual. Yeah. Um, 
I, you know, I, I went the long route by doing, <laughs> you know, the ADN, the bachelor's and then the master's, but I wouldn't go back and undo it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I learned so much from each one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it all depends if, if you want to come out of a program and your goal is to work in hospital and do bedside nursing, I think an associate degree is an excellent way to go. Wow. Um, I think if you want to do more in leadership and or get more involved with doing public speaking and um, writing uh, a bachelor's and then, of course, master's if you're insane and no. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, no, no. no. Master's if you just, you know, you want to go on further to a clinical nurse specialist or just what it is that you want to do. do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. But realize it's a journey. It takes time. It's not easy, Mm -hmm. but it's rewarding. It's fulfilling and you meet friends for life. You do. That's absolutely true. My very first day in nursing school, I called my girlfriend during lunch break and I said, everybody is so nice. And my girlfriend said, well, yeah, only nice people want to be nurses. And I know that's not a hundred percent, but yes, (laughs) the majority of people Mm -hmm. I've met along the way. And we asked, you know, have you seen someone Mm -hmm. someone? So when we were on the break, you know, they're just very kind, compassionate people who really care and, Mm -hmm. and also are willing to be vulnerable during maybe the scariest moment in someone's life. Yeah. You know, no matter what the nursing field or area that they're in, you know, Mm -hmm. because getting prepped for surgery is scary. Having a baby is scary. Scary. Oh, yeah. 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 And and you'll always have a job, you know. That's true. You will always have a job. (laughs) Yeah, you'll always have a job. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere around the world. Right. Yeah. Especially it's the future. We are facing a huge shortage in in the future. Oh, yeah. They we're trying to figure out how we're going to have enough nurses in 2020. Oh, you're kidding. I no. had no idea. Yeah. So this is something really important that mm-hmm. people should look forward to in, in terms of a potential career shift because in eight years, which is a very short period of time, you know, if you're in junior high school right now, or you have children at that age, yeah. you might be um, encouraging them. And don't be afraid of it's a second career. It was a second career for yeah. me. I right. had done other things when I decided to go into it. In fact, the average age of most nursing students is 34. Yep, I was 30. And the average age, <laughs> the average age of a nurse right now in the state of Washington is 47. You're kidding. Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And and it is a lovely career that can take you all the way through mm-hmm. retirement. Wow, mm-hmm. that is amazing. Wow. Well, I have certainly enjoyed hanging out with you today. Oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. We I know. really have to go out to dinner. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it, before we close the show and uh you know, uh, I'll talk about a few things before we go off the air. Um and yes, you're you're right. Your family probably is going to think that you're a little weird <laughs> because you also mentioned that you thought it was normal when you were young, you know, with those mm-hmm. Seth books next to you and your mother shopping with mm-hmm. my mother most likely mm-hmm. and in some underground health food store, <laughs> we're eating like, you know, cardboard yep. know, for breakfast <laughs> and dinner. Tiger's milk. <laughs> right. No, seriously. Yes. Remember those bars? Yes. They're uh, still popular. I know. <laughs> I ate my share of those. That's for She's sure. She's eating element, elephants. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. drinking tiger's milk. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. Um, Jungle you, life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You had some out-of-body experiences. Oh, yeah. When I was a child, I used to actively, you know, go to sleep and travel. I thought it was normal um, until some kid at school when I was probably about 14 or so said, are you weird? <laughs> What's wrong with you? And just recently I was talking to another friend of mine and I, and uh, she did admit that she thought that she 
had traveled, but she wasn't positive. She said, nothing like you. And I said, yeah, it was just something that, you know, I did all the time. And I vividly remember each time, you know, being looking there and seeing myself sleeping. Wow. You know, and then just, and I was out of my body and then coming back into my body. Wow. Yeah, which I think is normal, mm-hmm. but I understand why some people mm-hmm. think it's weird. But yeah. 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 Well, you know, after listening to more of your story today, I, I am convinced I was at the right place at the right time mm-hmm. with the right person mm-hmm. who led a path for me of light so that I could do what I do today and be successful at it because you made it safe for me. I mean, I touched a lot of people doing energy work in the hospital mm-hmm. and, and you encouraged me to do it. Yeah. And I thank you so much from oh. the bottom of my heart well, for sending me in that direction. You're so welcome. You've always been such a very special person. <laughs> thank you. Well, I, I, it's mutual. I mean, I, I needed the other resume. <laughs> Seriously, You should have two resumes, you know, the conventional one, one and the other and the other, the other. <laughs> And we want to thank everybody for listening to the show today, too. Tonight, I'm going to be at the Redmond Town City Marriott. It is the beginning of my evening classes. I do them quarterly. It's called um, Riding the Wave of Happiness, and it's a two-hour class. I'll be there to sign books, too, and we'll have books to sell as well. I want to thank everyone for all your kind comments of the books I'm s- of the book. I'm so glad you enjoy it. Really, as an author, it's a relief when someone that you trust mm-hmm. who also writes or something of that nature... Uh, says something really nice about your book and you like finally go, phew, thank goodness. <laughs> it's legible and people actually enjoy it. So we're very happy about that. Next week, I'll be interviewing Susie Russell Hall. She is a medical illustrator. She illustrated the book. You're going to love those uh-huh, illustrations, okay. by the way. Now, Lois, you're going to really love those. Um, she shows gross anatomy in the book about where the chakras are, and it relates to the story of the client that I wrote about. Mm-hmm. And they're just beautiful. She clocked over 6,500 hours in the OR drawing um, open-heart surgeries, mostly pediatric, in the Northwest. Mm. Um, Fascinating. Um, She would go out to patients, uh, the patient's family members, Uh in the waiting room and show them what was happening down to a millimeter. That's how accurate she had to be. Yeah, amazing, right? Yeah. So she's a fine artist and a medical illustrator. She'll be in the uh, studio next week talking about her illustrations. I interviewed her a little while ago, but we couldn't talk about it much because the book wasn't (laughs) out. Um, So I want to thank you again for letting me tell a tiny part of our story in the book and being so generous with your name and coming on the show today and talking about the whole healing that you believe in Mm -hmm. and how you work so diligently. We appreciate you um, to bring it to the forefront in our area and and spreading the good work um, throughout the world so that people can heal from things that that they wish were no longer in their life. So thank you so much. It's just been a pleasure interviewing you. And thank you, Eric, for your um, humor today. And we <laughs> always a pleasure. Yes, and we um, wish everyone safe travels. I'm going to be interviewed on Fired Up with CJ, uh, another program. Um, you can go to my website under the events page and listen to that live if you'd like to. In just a few moments. So thank you, everyone. And people can order the book as well. Yes, you can go to Amazon.com. Sounds true. You can go to my website if you want an autographed copy. You can just call the office and I'll sign it before we put it in the mail for you. And thank you, everyone, for your support. Again, thank you, Lois. I hope you'll come back on the show again. Sure. Great. That's great. Bye-bye. Joyful Bye. blessings. Bye.